0: Hey, what's up, church? Thanks for listening to Worship Local. This is our podcast where we invite you into the long-winded, ever-deepening, and sometimes winding conversation of Frontier Church, where we exist for the glory of Jesus and the joy of Des Moines. In today's podcast, I'm going to walk you through your Romans Starter Pack. This is going to be a quick podcast, but to assemble your Roman Starter Pack, I have two things that I want to give you. First, three different ways to read the Book of Romans. And second, three quick observations about the introduction to the Book of Romans. This Starter Pack will hopefully have you rearing and ready to go on Sunday morning as we dive into the introduction of Romans. So whether you live in Des Moines or elsewhere, We hope this podcast helps you worship local. So, the book of Romans is uh, an absolute doozy of a book. And you know this because we've called this sermon series, the greatest letter ever written. And so to really immerse yourself in it and to really let this letter kind of get into your bones, you're going to have to do more than just listen to a couple of the sermons, okay? You're going to have to do a little bit more than just showing up kind of 50% of the time on Sunday morning. So let me outline three different ways to read the book of Romans, and I want to challenge you to do all three of these throughout this sermon series. So here's, here's the first way to read the book of Romans, read Romans in one sitting. Now, you, you have to realize that this is actually the way that it was originally intended to be read. When Phoebe dele- like delivered the letter to the Romans way back in the day, and she read it out loud in these churches, and we'll get into that. I'll explain that a little bit more on Sunday, but she most likely did this within the worship service in one sitting. So, Who knows how long it took Phoebe to read this letter at each of these house churches. It probably depends on how rambunctious these churches were and how many times they interrupted the reading and asked her for more clarity. It may have taken an hour on a Sunday morning, or it may have taken hours upon hours in one Sunday morning just to get through all of Paul's letter. But when you read it this way, when you read it in one sitting— the advantage is that you pick up on huge themes in the book that you sometimes miss out on in closer readings. Paul's letter, even though it's got a lot going on within it, is one elongated thought unit. And when you treat it this way, you hear different things. You just hear different things than when you break it up into 20 or 40 different smaller readings. So if you're down for this challenge, what I would suggest is I suggest circling a date on the calendar and making that your Romans night. Just commit to reading through the whole book in one night and in one sitting. Uh, a reader's Bible is really helpful for this. You can you can pick one of these up on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. A reader's Bible takes out the verse numbers and the chapter divisions, which gives you the bare text. And when you've just got the bare text, it just reads a lot more closely to the original scroll that Paul wrote. And it and it and it and it's got fewer off ramps. It keeps you in the text longer. And if you really want to live it up and have somebody read it out loud in your family, you should do that. Preferably the wife or the mother in the family, because that would really imitate the fact that Phoebe would have been reading this out loud in the Roman house churches. So that's way number one, read Romans in one sitting. Here's another way. The second way is read Romans in many different close readings. We currently have our sermon series lasting over the course of a little longer than one year. So as we preach sermon after sermon, Sunday after Sunday, read each chunk week by week by yourself and then really marinate on each word. The advantage to a close reading is that it really, really gets into your bones. You can study exactly what each word would have meant in the original context. You miss some of the larger themes when you do it this way, but it's sort of like putting something under a microscope. You don't see the whole anymore, but you will see Romans at a molecular level. So that's the second way. Have a journal with you if you're a journaler. But the second way is read Romans in many different close readings. Here's the third way to read the book of Romans. Read Romans backwards. <laughs> um, I know this sounds crazy. This suggestion comes from Scott McKnight, a New Testament scholar. He suggests that Romans is composed of three different sections Romans 1 through 8, Romans 9 through 11, and Romans 12 through 16. He suggests reading it backwards, section by section, starting with Romans 12 through 16. Then Romans 9 through 11, second, and then Romans 1 through 8, third. Now, this is kind of crazy, and this shouldn't be the normal way that you read the book of Romans, but I like the reason why he suggests doing this. He suggests doing this because Romans 12 through 16, the end of the book, really focuses on the various social and religious issues that are happening in the Roman house churches that Paul's writing to. And we miss out on something when we don't have those issues in our minds and we read the first eight or 11 chapters, what happens is we tend to see Romans one through eight as abstract theology that's disconnected from everyday life as sort of abstract theology. That's disconnected from the issues in the church. And that's wrong because the first 11 chapters of Romans, it's not just for head scratching and, Pontificating. They're all written in Paul's imagination to be practical and to speak into the real issues that are happening in these house churches in Rome. And the reason why um, the letter doesn't have these issues at the beginning of the letter is that Paul's writing these churches. So that's why he doesn't come around to these issues until chapters 12 through 16. So it's unique, but there you have it. Three different ways to read the book of Romans in one sitting, in many different close readings, or backwards. Now, to complete the starter pack, here are three observations to notice about Paul's introduction. We're going to study this on Sunday, but I'm not going to touch on these, and these are like really, really important to understanding Romans as a whole. So when you're done with this podcast, get your Bible out and then read through Romans 1 verses 1 through 7, the introduction of Romans, and let me just... Let me just give you three important observations, three cool things that are going on in the first seven verses of Romans. First, in verse one, Paul introduces himself, and you should circle this word when you get home, as a, quote, servant of Jesus Christ. So Paul doesn't introduce himself the way that trendy pastors do in their Instagram bios. You've, you've probably read some of these. I'm the lead movement maker. I'm the cultural influencer. I'm the prophetic visionary leader. Paul's a servant of Jesus. That's the way that Paul introduces himself. This is Paul's way of laboring to articulate as clearly as possible to these Roman house churches that Paul's not writing on his own authority. It's important for these churches to realize this because Paul is going to make some huge demands on virtually every aspect of the lives of these Roman church members, on their, on their spiritual life, on their relationships, on their sexuality. And so it's really important to Paul that these Roman house churches know that these aren't ultimately Paul's words. These are King Jesus's words. Paul's just writing them down. He's a servant who's being faithful to the message of his master. Here's the second thing I want you to see about the introduction in Romans 1, 1-7. Paul concludes his introduction in verse 7 with the phrase, grace and peace. Now that sounds pretty lightweight and pretty simple, but it's actually pretty loaded. The word grace... The introduction grace actually comes from the word that Greeks usually used as a greeting. So, you've got a Greek introduction, and the word peace is the traditional introduction that Jewish people would use as a greeting with one another. So, you've got a Jewish introduction. So, in a stroke of absolute pastoral brilliance, what Paul is doing by saying grace and peace to these Roman churches is is he's affirming both cultures, Jew and Gentile, in the way that he greets them. You know, we're tempted to read that as Paul saying, hey, and how's it going? It's not really the case. He's speaking to both Greek and Jew, validating both cultures. It's as though he sees a young adult and an elderly person, and he says, sup, bro, and hello, good sir. You're both welcome here. Here's a greeting that's tailored to each of you. This is brilliant. And the third thing that I want you guys to see about Paul's introduction in the letter of Romans is that Paul modifies that conclusion, grace and peace, in verse 7, by saying, quote, grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that important? Well, notice the preposition from when you read this at home. Who's the grace and peace from? What you would expect Paul to write is grace and peace from Paul, right? That's the guy who's writing the letter. So what you would expect Paul to say is grace and peace from Paul. That's what you would expect if this was just a letter. But it's not just a letter. It is a letter and it's the word of God, which is why Paul is confident in saying that his writing produces grace and peace from God. This gives us an insight into Paul's mind. Paul believes that his letter is a means of experiencing the very grace and peace that comes from God. This is, a, this is a common introduction in Pauline literature and his other epistles, and this indicates that Paul was aware and cognizant that the letter to the Romans was inerrant scripture and the very words of God. This wasn't something that some committee later on decided, hey, this is, this is good stuff. We should put this in the canon and tell everybody that's the word of God. This was in Paul's mind when he wrote it. The, the book of Romans is grace and peace from God. Super important. Some cool facts. Now, get excited about Sunday. Go home. Read Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. I keep on telling you guys to go home. I'm assuming that you're listening to this podcast in your car. So if you're... If you're already home, great. Get your Bible out. Open it to Romans 1, verses 1 through 7. Read that introduction and begin to get excited about what God is going to do on Sunday. Get ready to not just read the letter of the Romans, but to worship the God of Romans. I love you guys, and I can't wait to see you.